Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Jay Tyler from Holt Assembly of God, and I want to thank you for listening to this broadcast of Life in the Spirit. I pray that you are challenged, blessed, and encouraged as you hear God's Word shared in this message. Well, this again is the final message in our series, Me and My Big Mouth. And uh, there are many ways we get ourselves into trouble with our big mouths, and I'm sure that each and every one of us have a story or a situation that we could share where we could say, you know what, I've opened my mouth and I've inserted my foot, my entire leg maybe, but uh, we're just concentrating on four, uh, four ways we can get ourselves into trouble. Number, the first part of the series, we talked about complaining. The second message in the series, we talked about criticism. The third message in the series, we talked about lying. And uh, today we're going to talk about gossip. Throughout the series, I've been reminding you of this truth that our words have power. Our words have power. The words that we use, the words that we speak have power. Proverbs 18, 21 talks about this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So let's use our words to give life. And our words reveal something about the attitude of our heart. So our words reveal something about the attitude of our heart and how we use our words, what we say. I mean, even the, the, the tone of our words reveals something about our heart. Look what Jesus says about this in Matthew chapter 12, uh, verse 34. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if our words are critical... If our words are critical, if they're harsh, if they're judgmental, if they're untruthful, our, our words are revealing something about the condition of our heart. So it's my prayer, and I, I pray that the Holy Spirit challenges you to, to heal your heart, transform your heart, so that we use our words to give life. And today, again, we want to talk about gossip, so I got a, a story I, that I want to share with you, and I, I think I might have shared this story before, but it's a great one. The story goes this way. Mildred the church gossip and self-appointed arbiter of the church's morals kept sticking her nose into the private lives of the other church members. Her fellow church members were unappreciative of her behaviors, but they feared her enough to maintain their silence. Mildred made a mistake when she accused George, a new member, of being an alcoholic after seeing his pickup truck parked in front of the town's only bar on a Saturday afternoon. One Sunday morning, Mildred was in the church foyer gossiping to everyone after seeing George's truck at the bar and telling everyone she knew what George was doing inside of the bar. George was a man of few words, and when he walked into the church Sunday morning, he encountered Mildred gossiping about his situation. George stared at her for a moment and just walked away. He didn't explain, defend, deny. He said nothing. Later on that evening, George quietly parked his pickup truck in front of Mildred's house and left it there all night. So remember, this is, uh, we're talking about gossip today, and it's not, uh, the, the, the title, the series is not uh, my neighbor and their big mouth, it's me and my big mouth. So remember that as we go through this. Uh, don't be poking anybody, don't be looking at any directions. Just, just allow God to speak to you through this message. So gossip, when we define gossip, I think this is just a, a great definition for, for gossip. Gossip is a way of talking about someone behind his or her back that creates a negative image of, that per, of the person being talked about. So gossip is a way of talking about someone behind his or her back that creates a negative image of the person being talked about. 
So what does the Bible say about gossip, and what does, how does God feel about gossip? And we can just look to the Scriptures. Proverbs 16, 28 says this, A dishonest man spreads strife, and a whisperer separates close friends. A whisperer or a gossiper separates close friends. Many, many true and deep friendships have been broken because someone just couldn't keep their big mouth shut. And it, what it does is when that happens in a friendship especially, it breaks the trust and the loyalty of that friendship. So how does God feel about gossip? Look at Proverbs uh, 6, 16 through 19. This might be a verse that we don't really associate with gossip, but as we look at it, we'll, we'll really understand uh, how God feels about gossip through this verse. There are six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift into running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and look at this, and one who sows discord among the brethren. So when, that's exactly what happens when, when gossip takes place. You are, create, you are sowing discord into relationships. You are using some words to tear down a person and you're trying to create a negative image of that person. I can't think of a better example of sowing discord than gossip. And God looks at gossip or sowing discord as an abomination. Don't you just love when cookies come out of the oven? I don't want them to set up. I want them falling apart. And I want a glass of milk right there. But when I was, I was thinking of this verse, the words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. And that is immediately just what kind of was, was picked in my mind as just a, a plate of hot chocolate chip cookies just right out of the oven. And it's, they're, they're tempting. But uh, gossip is just as tempting as, as whatever you find are, are tasty morsels. And for me, again, chocolate chip cookies are a great example. But you can be in a regular conversation with someone, and all of a sudden they, they, drop, they drop one of these morsels into the mix. And this is kind of how it goes. It goes something like this. You can be talking normal conversation, and someone will say, oh, oh by the way, did you hear about so-and-so? But we're like, what did they say? What did they say? Um, and the other person says, well, uh, I don't know, but I've been told. Or this is what I know about the situation. And listen, we've all been a party to these conversations. And the conversation goes on, and, it, and you know, we're just kind of, we can eat it up, we're listening to it, and someone goes to, to share the story, and we respond, oh, they did. And what did they do then? Or, or I can't believe that. You know, we, we make these comments, and gossip is like dainty little morsels. And they're, they're hard to resist. I've heard it said about gossip that gossip can travel around the world, be back before the truth can ever get out of bed and put its pants on. Now more than ever, especially because of technology. You know, when, when it's amazing how you can take this little gadget out and you can begin to post things and share things and instantly it, just, it can go around the world, literally around the world in just in a moment. So now more than ever, with, with the advent of technology and just, you know, whether it's texting or, or social media, whatever, gossip can really travel very quickly. And the funny about, thing about gossip is this, the more it's shared, the further and further it gets away from the truth. It's like the telephone game. Are you familiar with the telephone game? 
Some of you maybe as kids, you played or, or, or you maybe just helped your kids play this game. But, you know, you basically share with the first person in the game a sentence. And you whisper into their ear, and the person next to them, then they share it to the person next to them, the person next to them, and so on and so forth, till it gets to that last person, and the sentence is never exactly what it started out as. It's a, it's a variation. And, and gossip is the same way. Conversations that we have are the same way, because when it's shared, it's ultimately compromised. The message is ultimately compromised, and so when you hear it, it's not exactly as pristine as it happened or as, as that person looked at that, that event taking place or, or what they heard. So we can look at gossip. Isn't, isn't this kind of childish? I mean, really, does, does this, is this a subject we should be speaking about in church? And absolutely 100%. 100%. Because if you have ever have been stung by gossip, then you know exactly that it's an important subject that needs to be shared it needs to have uh, the Word of God spoken about what it says in God's Word about gossip. So, again, maybe you've lost a friendship over gossip. Uh, maybe you were embarrassed by something that was shared by someone else who shouldn't have shared it. I mean, I'm sure that any one of us can share stories that, yep, yeah, I've been bit, I've been stung, whatever. This has happened to me. And those words, whatever happens when it's shared, it, it, it seeks deep into our heart. And whether they're true or not, the damage takes place, and, and we're wounded in our heart. So yes, it is a problem, but the, the biggest problem we have with gossip is this, when we're not able to identify it when it, we're standing in front of the mirror and it's us. It, it's just like all these topics, whether it's lying, complaining, or criticism, gossip is the same. Sometimes we don't identify it when it's looking at us in the mirror. In fact, as Christians, we disguise gossip. We're really good at disguising gossip. Are you ready? Here's the, most, the, most, uh, the best way we disguise gossip. I don't know if you heard about so-and-so, but we need to pray for them. We, we, we spiritualize our gossip. We, we turn it into a prayer request. Hey, everyone, we need to pray for so-and-so. Why? Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but, and then the story goes on, and it always ends this way, I think we need to pray for them and lift them up before the Lord. So again, it's just a spiritualized gossip. It's, it's just disguised in a prayer request. And sometimes people will say, well, if it's true, if it's true, it's not gossip, that is false. That is a false statement. If you ever think that gossip is something that's not true, then you're, you're wrong. Again, gossip is true or not. And if it's a story that you share, true or not, and you are trying to, again, damage that person's image, or you're trying to bring that person down, it is gossip. So it can be true or not true. Have you heard this saying? Everything that is said must be true, but not everything that is true must be said. Most of the time, we just need to shut our big mouths. Proverbs 10, 19. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I love that translation. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. What a great verse to live by. Choose your words wisely, and when you use them, don't use them to tear someone apart, even if it's the truth. As a follower of Jesus, what do you want to be known for? How, how do you want people to look at you? As your witness, as your testimony, as you're living it out, how do you want people to look at your life? Do you want to be known as someone who speaks life, and you build people up with your words, or do you want to be known as someone 
who just spreads death, that every time you open your mouth, you're just tearing someone down. Gossip hurts, especially in a small community like ours. Always assume this. Whatever you speak to someone, it's going to be spoken again. Just assume that. It doesn't matter who it is. Always assume that what you're saying is going to be shared again. And is that person going to feel good about when they hear what you've shared about them? Always assume. If your response is this, I really don't care, that shows you don't have a big mouth, you have a heart issue. Well, I don't really care what they think. Again, you don't have a problem with your big mouth, you have a problem with your heart. Because you should care about what is said and what is heard as a follower of Jesus. Gossip doesn't make you look smarter, it doesn't make you look more knowledgeable, it doesn't make you look important, it really makes you look mean and stupid. Because it really does, it makes you make it makes you look mean and stupid. So if you're taking notes, the first point I want you to see about gossip is this. Number one, gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. Proverbs 16, 28. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. There are some of you know exactly what this verse is talking about. You've been in a friendship, a really close friendship, and, or maybe even a family member. Someone gossiped, someone shared something that they shouldn't have shared, and maybe for you it's something very simple. Uh, someone said something, and again, they shouldn't have said it, and when it got back to you, you found out, and they, because it was shared with someone else, you felt hurt and betrayed. And some people will say, well, you just need to get thicker skin. No, it hurts when you trust somebody with your words, and they share them in a way that makes you look negative and puts you in a poor light. If you found out your secret was shared with other people without your permission, it can actually, this is what happens especially in an addiction. So if, let's say you're in a situation where you're sharing with someone your struggle, your personal struggle, you have a, a, an addiction or whatever the situation, a personal issue, you share with this person your struggle. You want them to pray with you, you trust them. And then all of a sudden what you share with them comes back around and it's known that, you know what, they shared this with me about you. I'm telling you this, if you're struggling with an addiction or, or some type of compulsive behavior, what you've just done for that person is you dug a hole much deeper for them to get out. Because if you know this, if you, if you deal with any type of uh, addiction or compulsive behavior, shame, shame will create a deeper hole. And what ultimately happens is that person, if they're not dealing with that shame, well, and most of us don't, just dive deeper into that addiction, deeper into that behavior. So you've essentially just dug a deeper hole because of your big mouth. Maybe someone shared a struggle. You're, you're having a struggle in your marriage. And you share it with a friend. And, you know, will you pray with me? You know, our, our marriage is not too, doing too well. And your spouse doesn't know. And your, your spouse is, is going through the day. And all of a sudden it comes back to them that, hey, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry to hear you guys are having a difficult time in your marriage. Where did you hear that from? Well, so-and-so. And then you shared innocently with someone wanting them to actually pray with you and their big mouth opened up to someone else, hey, we need to be praying for so-and-so. And it just blows up that marriage even, even more. See, if, if somebody has gossiped to you and you've, you've felt their, their small-mindedness or their insecurity, just remember this, it could be worse. You could be them. You could be them. So number two, gossip hurts the listener. 
Look what the Bible says. Proverbs 17, 4. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. So wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. You can say it this way. If you listen to gossip, you're, really wrong, you're in the wrong. You're just as wrong as the person who is sharing the gossip. Remember this, church. Whatever you permit, you are promoting. When you come into these conversations, whatever you permit, you are really promoting. And if you're going to allow someone to run down another person and, and, and you're listening to it and you're not, you're not making a stance or you're not saying anything, you are supporting them by your inaction. You, I'm sure we've all been in these situations where someone goes to talk about someone, you don't say anything because you think, oh, I don't want to get involved, I don't want to say anything. But the other person, as they're spewing their garbage out, they're thinking, see, they agree with me. So our inaction can be looked at as a way of supporting their gossip. So number three, I'm going to go to this one a little quicker. Number three, gossip hurts the speaker. Proverbs 25, 9 and 10. When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip, and you will never regain your good reputation. So you know what? You could spend a lifetime trying to build a good reputation. You know, in business, in ministry, in just life, your integrity. Uh, listen, as a Christian, integrity should be a priority. But just in life in general, business, your job, uh, relationships, your integrity as a Christian is vital. So you can spend your entire life building up a good reputation. But you go down the road, you gossip, and you tear someone down, and it's found out, and you are the source or one of the many sources you may never regain your good reputation with that person ever again. And you say, well, they, they just need to get over it. No, you just need to keep your big mouth shut. See the damage you've caused? Why, why are they at fault? You're the one. When you hear someone gossip, nobody ever looks at... We, we've all ran, we all know gossipers. We all know. So when you've ran into a gossiper, you, nobody looks at that person and they say this, I want to be like them one day. You know, I, I just look at them. Look how great they are with their long silver tongue just tearing someone apart. I want to be just like that person. No, no, nobody wants to be like that person. No one says, that gossiper, they are my personal hero. No, this is what we think. That person, they've got constipation of the mind and diarrhea of the mouth. Here's what I think to myself when I, when I encounter someone who's known to be a gossiper. I think, what do they say about me when I'm not around? What did they say about me when I'm not around? Because guarantee they are saying something. I think to myself, I better be careful what I say around this person because when I'm gone, they are going to repeat it and they may not repeat the way that I said it. God knows what they're going to say. So when you gossip about people who are not around, it says a lot, it says a lot about you, doesn't it? it? It doesn't say so much about the person you're speaking to or speaking about. It really says a lot about you. So most of us know someone who gossips, and, and we try to stay away from those people. But some, often with someone who gossips, there's a, a level of insecurity. And they gossip for a reason. There's always a motivation for gossip. And unfortunately, if, if you're this type of person, and sometimes I get this way, when I find someone who just, they have diarrhea of the mouth, I try to avoid them. But gossipers are, are really insecure, and they're really sensitive towards these type of things. And so they, they feel that. Well, why is this person trying to avoid me? 
And what they do is they, they open their mouths more and begin to spin, spew more garbage. And you're like, whoa, I don't want to hear that. So, you know, you're like peeking around the corner, seeing if that person's around before you enter into a room or you go into a situation because you just don't want to hear the stories. Gossip hurts all parties. And uh, surely we all conclude this. I, I don't want to be a gossiper. I don't want to be known as a gossiper. So the question becomes this. How do we avoid that? How do we accomplish that? And again, if you're taking notes, I'm just going to give you two, two real practical tools you could use. And uh, everyone, everyone can put these into practice. They're not difficult. Very simple. Number one is this. We are going to guard our ears. Guard your ears. You know how you stop someone from speaking gossip or spewing gossip or without being rude? Because that's the key, right? You, you, you want to stop someone from, from gossiping, but you don't want to do it in a nasty way. You simply ask them this question. It's real simple. Why are you telling me this? Why are you telling me this? They go to gossiping. Why? And you don't have to have an attitude. You don't have to get your head swinging and, you know, you don't have to do any of that. Just why are you asking me this? So what this does is the person who's gossiping, it causes them to stop and take inventory of what they're saying and why they're saying it. So really you're just throwing it right back on them. It's a good question. Some of you are like, well, that's a good question, but it feels still a little bit combative. So let's go with a little softer approach. Just say it this way. Have you had a chance to talk to so-and-so about the situation? Have you had a chance to talk to so-and-so about the situation? Because 90% of the time, 99% of the time, they're going to be like, uh, no. No. Our response should be, then maybe you should go and talk to them. Maybe you should discuss this matter with them, and I don't need to hear anything else. See, our, that's our, that should be our response. Case closed, change the subject, go and talk about sports or something different. So where does that, where does that come from? Where, where does that idea even come it comes from? It comes from Scripture. Matthew 18, verses 15 to 16. Look, look what Jesus says. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you, may be, you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. So really, this situation, you're saying, what does that have to do with what we're talking about? It's, it's, it's the same principle. Hopefully you can see this. So when someone gossips and there's a situation that's taking place, you, you really go to them and you speak to them with that question. Why are you telling me this? And what you need to do is go and talk to this person. You're really just pointing them back to Scripture. That's all you're doing. You're pointing them back to this principle. If you've got a problem, or if you're sharing this about your brother or someone else, why don't you go talk to them about it? And don't talk to me about it. Because I, I really shouldn't be hearing this. So a per, if a person keeps gossiping to you, this, this, is, this may ultimately have to be your situation or, or, or the action that you take where at some point you have to distance yourself from that person. It, it just happens. And it's, it's biblical, it's scriptural to do this. Proverbs twenty nineteen, A gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around with chatterers. At some point, you can't, you can't allow yourself to be a dump truck. Because what a gossiper will do, they'll find, they'll find that ear that's open, and they'll just keep on dumping into it. And they'll come back again and again. They'll just keep dumping and dumping until finally at some point you've got to say, 
why are you telling me this? And the dumping will stop. And if it doesn't stop, then you have to say, is this a healthy relationship for me to have? All right, number two. So we're going we're gonna, to, uh, with our ears, now secondly, we're going to shut our mouths. This is the best, I think the best advice right here. Just choose to shut your mouth. It's very simple, very effective. Proverbs 21, 23, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. It's very simple, isn't it? So if you find yourself feeling the need to share information with another person, ask, you, ask this question, would I, would I want someone sharing the same or similar information about me when I'm not around? Again, it's another principle we find in Scripture. Something else that Jesus shared, what he teaches. Look at this, Luke 6.31, do to others as you would like them have do to you. It's the same principle. Do you, do you want this person talking about you the same way when you're not around? Is this the behavior? Is this how you want to be, um, is this how you want to be treated? So the question becomes this, when you're, when you're about to speak something, about another person who's not around, again, would you want that person speaking something similar about you, the same information when you're not around? See, the problem with gossip, the problem with complaining, criticism, and lying, it's really not our big mouths. It's really not. The problem is our sin-stained heart. Our sin-stained heart. That's the real issue. Nasty, mean-hearted gossip. Listen, that's one thing. When people are just being nasty and mean, you know exactly where they're coming from. You know exactly their, their uh, intentions. You know they're just trying to, to tear someone down, being ugly, and just tearing someone apart to accomplish whatever goal they have. I mean, you could identify that easily. There's no question about the motivation. You know the motivation of their heart. But let's be honest, most gossip is stories. Most gossip are, again, just tasty little morsels. They're not usually meant to be mean and nasty, but, but there's something in the motivation of the heart that causes us to do it. So most of the time, it's a story. And again, you have to say this. All right, would the other person I'm talking about, would they be okay with me sharing their story? And the answer is no, then don't share it. Don't say it. Jesus said this, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when we're listening to gossip, this is what happens. And again, if you allow it to take place, if you listen, if you allow it to be dumped into your ear, this is what you're doing. It's just like you're devouring it, and it goes into your inner being. And let's be honest, when you hear a story being told, and you're listening to it, and you're allowing it to be told to you, you instantly make judgments about it. You instantly make judgments about it. Because this is what happens. You don't know whether the, the information is true or not. You have not. You're not there. You're not the police. You don't have the reports. You don't have the witness statements. You don't have none of that. But all of a sudden, you know, you're Perry Mason. You've cracked the case. Here's the thing. Imagine you're in that situation. Someone accuses you of something falsely. And it's put out in the public. And everyone just rakes you over the coals. See, we, they're stories. They're dainty little morsels. And when we ingest them, we take them, we begin to make judgments. And church, can't you see how dangerous that is? I mean, the Bible talks about justice. Justice is close to the heart of God. Justice for the innocent, justice for the guilty. But when we, what we'll do is we'll try to absorb that, and we begin to condemn people. 
got to be careful. It's really nothing but gossip. You've taken it in and you've made a judgment. It's a very, very dangerous thing to do. What is the motivation for gossip? What is the motivation for The reason why we gossip is found in this statement. It's this, because I am strong because they are weak. I'm strong and they are weak. I look better, I feel better when I treat others poorly, talk about them poorly. The motivation for gossip from our heart, it's always to lower someone down. It's always to lower someone down and exalt yourself. I, I know things, I'm more superior. Look to me, I know what's going on in this world. The, the people in this community, they don't know, but I know everything. If you feel like you hold all the cards, you have all the knowledge, all the wisdom, all the stories, you are a dangerous person. I'm smarter, I'm better. But the Bible communicates the opposite, the complete opposite. When I am weak, then he is strong. Right? I am strong because of Christ in me. I'm, de I'm dependent on him. A gossiper, what they do is they reveal this. They reveal their insecurity. They reveal that they trust in the flesh more than they do in their Savior. When I'm weak, that's when I'm strong because that's when I've got to depend on Jesus. I could talk about somebody else's lack of financial responsibility, their problems, their addiction, their bad marriage, so that I don't have to talk about my problems. When we share unbecoming information, anything that can lower another person's opinion of another person, we often do it to cover over our own weaknesses and our own inadequacies. See, the heart says this, if I could, the sin-stained heart says, if I could push that person down and just step over them just a little bit, it'll make me feel better about myself. That's the true motivation of a gossiper. You say, well, I, I really don't share that. If you are lowering the reputation of someone, the image is exactly what you're doing. There's a reason for why you're doing what you're doing. You may not even have broached the situation or gone that deep, but there is a motivation for why you tear other pers another person down. And here's the problem. Here's why we gossip. We don't really know who we are in Christ. We really don't know who we are in Christ. If we would fully understand this, that we and the person we're gossiping about, especially if it's another Christian, that we, if we would understand this, that, that God values us and they value that person. That God created them fearfully and wonderfully. That they are God's masterpiece. That God made them with a plan and a purpose, and so has he made, created me and you with a plan and a purpose. When we truly realize who we are in Christ and who other people are in Christ, we truly embrace that. We don't talk about badly about God's creation, God's plans, God's purposes. Every one of you in here, God's got a plan and a purpose for your life. And if, you, if, you would, if we honestly grab that truth and live our lives accordingly, we would say this. Before we open our big mouths about someone, say, you know, God's got a plan and a purpose for that person's life, and I better shut my mouth. Because how many times have you seen people in, his, in the Bible made bad choices and God used them in a powerful way? If you don't know where to start, go look at David. When we understand that we are God's workmanship, when we understand that they are God's workmanship, we, when we truly own that information, we are less likely to talk bad about a person. And rather than trying to impress someone, trying to, to make them think better about us, we are not concentrating on that. We're concentrating on them, on lifting another person up. When our heart starts to transform, we, we recognize that, you know what, who we are in Christ God then gets a hold of your heart and he's able to shape and form it. When God gets a hold of our big mouths, criticizing, lying, complaining, all these gossip, we understand where it comes from. We say, all right, God, 
it's not really a mouth issue, it's a heart issue, and we, lay our, we give him our hearts, and we allow him to shape, it takes care of everything then. What, what if this happened? What if we got caught, instead of talking about someone, we got caught encouraging someone? What if we got caught blessing other people? What if we got caught talking about the good qualities of a person rather than the bad qualities of a person? I'll tell you what it would do. It would change our lives. It would change the way that that people outside of the church look at church folks. Let's say this. Let's choose to be more like Jesus. And with the help and the power of the Holy Spirit, he'll do that. He'll empower us to speak words of life. Once again, I'd like to thank you for listening to this message. It was an honor to be able to spend this time with you in God's Word. If you have any questions or would like to find out more about Holt Assembly of God, please go to our website at www.holtag.org and connect with us there. Until our next broadcast of Life in the Spirit, I hope that you have a great day as you serve the Lord Jesus with a grateful heart.